I was listening to a message the other day by Dr. Arakana, the ambassador of the African Union here in the United States. And on her particular message, she was talking about 40 acres and a mule. And most of us know about 40 acres and a mule when after slavery, we were promised 40 acres and a mule to start our life after slavery so we can build our own wealth you know, for our families, we still had a lot of uh, skills to build at that time period. And of course, when Abraham Lincoln was killed, they didn't do anything with 40 acres and a mule, didn't give black people anything. But even though black people did buy a lot of land on their own and they worked very hard. And we know, and I reported on this, how a lot of domestic terrorism took away thousands upon thousands of acres of land from black Americans. We fast forward to today, even though we're not living in the same situation, racism and white supremacy have refined itself since that time period. No, we don't have white mobs outside of our homes. No, we don't have the Ku Klux Klan throwing Molotov cocktails in our homes or shooting up our homes or burning crosses or dragging fathers out the homes and lynching them on their own property. We don't have that, but it's more sophisticated. Now we have the mass incarceration of black people. You know, the police can kill you and just say, Oh, I was in fear of my life. I mean, it's, it's so many different things. How they do it now It's just definitely more sophisticated. Trust me on that. Black farmers. And I want to talk about them before I get to the title. Black farmers only represent 1.3% of the farmers in this country. After that, all the farmers are white. Now at the turn of the century around the 1900s, we had close to 1 million black farmers in this country. And now we're down to little by around 40,000. Where do all the farmers go? Domestic terrorism, as I stated before, the black farmers that we have now, are still sabotaged. There was a farmer that bought seeds from the Stein seed company. He spent a hundred thousand dollars on seeds and he couldn't understand that why his seeds wasn't yielding crop, but all the white farmers that bought seeds from the same company was yielding crops. He didn't understand that. So then he had his seeds tested by independent lab. And they revealed to him that they sold you a bunch of bad seeds and they knew these seeds were bad and took this brother's money and had to sue sabotage. These people always will try to sabotage black people from doing for themselves. There was another story that I read about a black farmer that stated that when he would try to go get loans from the USDA, he couldn't get them. He had a hard time just even trying to fill out the paperwork, not because he didn't understand it, but because how they treated him. But the white farmers could walk in, not even fill, barely fill out paperwork, and would get all kind of loans for their farms. Then I read about another brother who had a farm, and you had Cook Foods, which is a major uh, food company in the United States, came to their farm and say, hey, look, you know, you could have chickens here and if you house the chickens and 
you know, raise the chickens up for us and we come get them. Then, you know, uh, you can get paid a whole lot of money. So yeah, take that opportunity. But then they always try to come put all these regulations. He had to do a lot of upgrades. Then he do the upgrades. Say, Oh no, you got to do this. Then one time, you know, he complained to one of the supervisors One of the supervisors told the brother that, Oh, well, when I worked at uh, Stevenson, I had to deal with, you know, some of y'all, meaning the black farmers. And, you know, when he said that, he knew what he meant. Now he's trying to sue. Now let's get to the title of this podcast, A Thousand Acres and a Thousand Mules. Dr. Arakana said something that really stuck with me. She said, why are you fighting white people, white racist people? at that that's in power. Why are you fighting in for 40 acres in a mule when you can go to Africa and have a thousand acres and a thousand mules? Now, as a person that went to the continent of Africa last year, and I'm going in October, I can tell you that there is so much land that brothers and sisters can go by and start farming. I don't know why brothers and sisters don't do that. They have farms over here. Everything that we do in this country, they try to sabotage it. You can do good for yourself. You could beat them at their own game. You could beat them at their own system and they're going to change the rules on you. Understand. They're like the kid that you're beating them in the game and then say, okay, well now this is the, the goal over here. You got to do it over here. And they keep putting it further and further out and changing the rules because they can understand they, that spar bratty kid that say, well, it's my ball. So since it's my ball, I can change the rules. And if you want to play with my ball, you got to go by my rules. That's the society. Every time black people figure out a way, like people kept telling me about the, you wanted me to talk about it. Now I'll talk about it, but I'm talking about it briefly here. The rich Paul situation, rich Paul was getting these brothers major deals not letting the NCAA use these brothers. Cause LeBron James always talked about the NCAA using these brothers. Cause see LeBron came straight out of high school to go into uh, the NBA. So the NCAA couldn't use LeBron. See when he came, he was, I think he was like some of the last ones that kind of came out because before you had people like Kobe Bryant coming out of high school and you had Kevin Garnett coming out of high school and it was coming into the league and then look at what they kind of became right? LeBron came out of high school. It's many people that came straight out of high school or they did one year at, at college level. Like, uh, Allen Iverson, he did one year, uh, Georgetown. He went to the league. The NCAA wants to make all kinds of money off of our kids. Okay. So the NCAA came up with a rule now because, um, they can't make money off the kids and, and, and rich Paul had got one of those, I forgot that kid's name, a deal with new balance where he just set out a year got to deal with new balance. And then he set up there and going to be in the league. They say, Oh, hell no. We got to stop rich Paul. So what they said about that? Oh, now you got to have a bachelor's degree to be an agent for, for these children. You understand? Cause see, they didn't like, you know, whether you like LeVar ball or not, LeVar ball kind of opened up the door for a lot of brothers. Say, man, I can go out here and do something for myself. Now I'm not saying big brawler brand is the most successful thing. I mean, I know it's kind of struggling right now, but you got to respect LeVar Ball that he got his boy into the league. LeVar Ball wasn't no agent. Now, I'm, I'm tying all this in to say this. 
Every time the black man, especially the black man, is trying to be successful and do for himself, this system of racism and white supremacy will undercut this black man. Understand that. Whether you're a farmer, whether you are trying to be in basketball, football, whatever. Football is the same thing. Football changed the rules in the NFL that you got to have someone in the league that you're representing. And if you don't have someone in the league you're representing, you can get a three-year suspension for representing anybody out of, out of the NFL. Now, black men run the NFL. Black men run the NBA, but they don't own it. Now let's go back to the thousand acres and a thousand mules. What if rich Paul said, F y'all, I'm going to take all my talents and all my business skill to Africa. And I'm going to create a league over there. And I'm going to take my money I made here. It's going to be a lot easier to go do things over there anyway and create a, a league over there. What if brother said, man, F y'all, I'm going to make a league in, in, in Africa somewhere and start, start a football league out there. And, and and watch how, especially with that many people over there, the continent got over a billion people there. Everyone loves sports. You get sports, you know, going out there in Africa, you're going to make some money. You're a farmer. You go buy land, farm. You're going to make some money. They're not going to have no, the, the African government sabotaging you because you'll be feeding the country. What I'm saying is we have to look at our position in America. These people don't want us to have anything. And some of y'all don't get it. And, and But but it, it reminds me of the scriptures that say not all going to be saved. Because I how can you hold on to something that is literally against you? Every time you try, these people want to sabotage it. You got to play the game so smart. And even if you play it smart, they still try to sabotage you. But, you know, we are great people. You can sabotage us. We still figure out a way to come out on top. But what I'm saying is the globalization that we in the, as black Americans have to get into now is our only way we're going to survive. Understand that we got to connect globally with the continent of Africa, with the Caribbean, with our Afro Latino brothers and sisters and wherever we are in the four corners of the earth and work together. We're all talking about unify, unify, unify. Well, you're going to have to unify globally. Okay. Unify globally. I was told recently about some land opportunities in Kenya where you can get 15 uh, acre for $1,500. Name me anywhere. You can buy an acre for $1,500 in America, maybe in a horrible place, possibly, but $1,500 for an acre. What if you take up that deal, go buy, I don't know how many acres you got the money, right? And start your farm. You ain't got to worry about nobody shysting you anymore. We need to get our thousand acres and thousand mules. We need to get that. I'm telling you that the African union want us to come over there. But the hardest part with a lot of us in America that we don't want to come over there and nobody's going to come up to you and say, please come over here with us. Nobody's going to beg you to do that. You got to go over there and, and, and show your face and say, Hey, I, I want to be a part of this. I, I want to, you know, connect. I want to do this and that and the third. I'm telling you from personal experience, if you go, you're going to see the reaction. They're going to be so happy to see you. I'm telling you, they told me when I was over there, we see all these white people. 
We see these uh, British people. We see all these different white people. We see all these Chinese. We see everybody, but we don't see black Americans. And we are so happy you're here. Where are you at? Why aren't you guys coming over here with us? We need you here. They, they, this is what they told me. And it was overwhelming for me to hear that because in America, nobody wants us here. Nobody likes us here. People hate our guts. They hate our guts, but want to be around us at the same time. It's the craziest thing ever. I, just, I know it's a, it's a mind screwing for us, but this is why you hear me talk that way. Because why would I keep dealing with a system of people that hate our guts so much that try to sabotage everything we do? Look at our brothers and sisters in the music industry, how they get sabotaged at 360 deals. What if them brothers and sisters will go over to the continent of Africa. You already know how to set up a studio. You, you don't need the, the machine anymore. You, you'll get, you can get like hot here, set up a tour in Africa, set up, you can go to Europe, you can go whatever you want to go to. They like music. The Euro is even higher than the dollar. So if you get in any country with a Euro, you're good. What do you think our rap, a lot of the rappers do? Like you don't see them no more. They disappear. They go overseas. They be going to Africa. They be going to Europe. They be going everywhere else and still using the same music and making money overseas. It's so much opportunity for as black people outside this country. Dave Chappelle, when he had them issues and problems, he took off and went to South Africa. And that was a great thing for him to do because a lot of y'all brothers, when y'all, these folks are coming at y'all, y'all not smart enough just did they're not. I'm talking about these celebrity brothers. You're not smart enough to say, Oh, I see the writing on the wall. Let me go. See, Russell Simmons was smart. He didn't go to Africa, but he was smart. He saw what they were about to do to him. He sold his things. He, he kind of got out of it and he went to Indonesia. That's where Russell went because he said, they're not about to catch me up. Like they tried to, like they ran that kangaroo court against Bill Cosby. What I'm saying is there's a thousand acres and a thousand mules for you. If you're a brother or sister that even got a halfway decent situation here in America, okay, you can go to the continent and do that. Trust me, you can. You can go in Uganda, you can go to Kenya, South Africa, all these countries, your $1 goes so far. Over here, you're broke. You can feed 10 people on much of nothing in the continent of Africa. I'm trying to get my thousand acres where I'm going to get it. Ain't no trap. I'm going to get my thousand acres and thousand mules. I am because I see the writings on the wall. I'm not for sabotage. Okay. I'm not. What if you transfer your business to an African nation, either you do an American citizen, $90,000 that you would make is tax free. I mean, there's so many things that you can do that, that we don't even know how to do things that they ain't taught us the game. They don't want us to know. What I'm telling you is what these people are doing and how you talking about you being replaced and all the things that you're saying about what's going on in this country. It's not normal to have, you can't go to Walmart and get shot up. That's not normal. It's not normal. You can't go to church and worry about Dylan roof coming in and shooting up the church. It's not normal. You can't go to the grocery store and you have some white supremacist showing up, shooting up the grocery store, killing other black people. It's not normal. Now, if they want to live that way, that's their business. But we shouldn't live that way. Go get your thousand acres and your thousand mules. The naysayers going to say, oh, well, they want to come over here. Why we want to go over there? They don't know no better. That's why. They think, if you look at how they propagandize America, 
You see Las Vegas, and oh wow, you see New York City, like ooh, I mean ah, ooh, you know, and, and that's how you think about it. But at the end of the day, once they really get involved with America, yes, they come in and get their education. Because a lot of these people come over here with an education already. That's why they scale up so fast. So a lot of people don't know. Some people, for instance, let's say nursing. If you're a nurse in Zimbabwe, and then you come to Texas, well, you got to go back to nursing school again. Well, if you already went through nursing school in Zimbabwe, sure, maybe some requirements that we have here they don't have there. But it, nursing is nursing. So if she was a nurse in Zimbabwe for about five, six years, she go back to school. She aced that. She get a nursing back here. She doing great and doing things quick. You understand? So that's what happens with a lot of them when they come over here. A lot of them already come with education, and a lot of them have uh, families that have money. That's why they scale up so fast when they come over here. Trust me. I know that game. But with that being said, get your 1,000 acres and 1,000 mules. Because you don't want the 40 acres and mule. These people are ruining this country every day. They're ruining the environment. The air, they're dirtying that up constantly with, with uh, uh, petrochemical plants. Look at places like Flint, okay? Flint, Michigan. They mass incarcerate black people, you know, for literally nothing. You understand what I'm saying? You treat it less than. The cops can kill you. George Zimmerman can kill you. Everybody can do this to you. Why are we sitting up here really thinking that at the end of the day, we're going to put all our stock in what's going on here? I'm not saying don't build nothing here. I'm not saying don't get a house here. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is get your thousand acres and thousand mules. Go buy you some land. Build your dream home in the African nation. That way when these folks, because it's going to happen, when these folks going crazy over here and doing things, you can say, you know what? Um, me and my family getting on the plane, we out. We already got our house. We got it set up. We, we've been building for, for a couple of years over there, setting up. I'm going back and forth to these nations or uh, whatever nation you choose to live in, and which I suggest go to English-speaking nation if you go. That way make it easy for you with communication and do that. I'm going to do it. I, I'm working on all that sort of thing. I want, I'm just trying to see what nation I want to be in. That's all. And once I find a nation I want to be in, I'm trying to do everything I can. I'm going to keep going back so I can try to get my 1,000 acres and thousand mules understand that now you could be negative about it and say oh well this and that that, that. listen <laughs> go ahead and be negative but you know what when i was in ethiopia last year the cops didn't even have guns people was actually talking to the police nobody was walking around on edge i didn't feel no stress the moment i landed back in la i felt stress come on me just being back over here i'm trying to tell you brothers and sisters they just want to sabotage us and we got to be smart to realize that we got to put a stop to that. And we can't put a stop to that in this country the way it is. But if we get our thousand acres and thousand mules, then we got an option. If we want to deal with it or not, leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. 
We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.